just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make it grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's bands i'm so happy to be here blessings on blessings on blessings taylor made life yeah i feel kind of man morocco shock welcome to the who's man's podcast What up, though, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron the Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Maid. In the door with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, my beautiful people? We're back in the Who's Man's Podcast neighborhood. And you know what we gotta do before we move on. Let's hear it. Hey, this about to be the greatest intro of all time. You ready? Poopity soup! Poop, poop! <laughs> Doopity doop! Boop! And up! Boop, boop! I am not in any way, shape, or form Kanye West. All right, all right. If anybody, if anybody, I'm Dan Latham, and we'll talk about him later because that's my new hero. All right. <laughs> yeah, before we even go into it, I'm just I'm mad that song is being sold, but we're gonna talk about that later. I'm mad I'd be going around my apartment like, hey, poop, poop, poop. I'd be you hearing it like poop fifty scoop. Brian, why you sound like a, a Jamaican cover with the poop 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 right? Poop. You gotta hit that piece. Oh, y'all fooling. Alright, man. What y'all been up to, lady? How was y'all weekend? It's kind of what you get into. It was a great weekend. Um, after seven days straight at the hospital, I was looking forward for Friday to, you know, relax. So... At the hospital for working. For working. Not... Just so people yeah. don't think you were Oh, like... oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, right? Everybody don't know you. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, working. Um... Uh, my girl and I and some co-workers took a trip up to D.C. Well, first I made a pit stop to my auntie's house because, you know, I had to introduce, uh, officially introduce my girlfriend to my girl for the first time. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, we did that. It was great. Um, so I was very excited for that moment. And then... Uh, Took the trip to D.C. for Broccoli City Fest, and man, that was just, um, I was, I've never been somewhere for eight plus hours, and everyone in that atmosphere is on the same good vibes. Like, not, like, everyone was so happy. Um, Broccoli City Fest, wow, damn. Ron, I'm surprised you didn't catch me on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm let you live. Thank you. Um, so we had uh, her, Daniel Caesar, uh, um, Miguel, Cardi B, uh, and Migos. And then they had two stages on the other stage. Basically, it was like uh, DJs. And by far, probably the my favorite part of the whole thing was Grits and Biscuits. And it's this group that started from the south that travels all over and like goes to festivals and they put they just play basically 
<clears throat> all the Negro spirituals from like the 90s all the way up to now. Um, and it was just blackity black, black, fun, love, uh, smiles. <laughs> I love that you call it the Negro spirituals. It was so fire. It was like everything you would ex- you, you would expect. Um, and I think also another thing that I was even more excited about was like bringing my girl into black culture and her like taking it all in and being having just as much fun as I was having. Um, and it was funny at times because she, she didn't know what was going on. And I look at her and she was just staring and not in like <laughs> any, in any, not in like scared, but she was like, huh. I looked at her and I could just think what I was thinking. I was like, I just looked at her and I was like, this is black culture. You're welcome. And um, you're welcome. <laughs> and I was like, it was just so dope because she, I mean, this is probably her first event where it was just she was literally a needle in a haystack finding white folks. Like <laughs> you'd go across the whole festival and you'd be like, oh, I didn't know a white person was here. Oh, today. you're here too. Yeah. Oh, you're here too. <laughs> um, so it was just cool. Um, of course the. There was a lot. I texted Ron. I told him, I'm catching flights without even boarding the plane, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of herb. There was a lot of drinks. There was, it was just a good vibe. Like, there was not one fight. Like, nothing. Like, I don't know if, for those who follow me and got a chance to see the pictures and videos I took, that is exactly what it was like, but the whole entire time. Like, the... Mother Nature held off on the rain. It sprinkled a little bit of rain, but no one was messing. No one ran. Everyone was just, there was a lot of art. There was, I don't know. I just had a great time, and I definitely would be going back to that. Um, it just got me more excited for even thinking about going to Afropunk, if it's anything. I feel like that was just like even a minute scale of what Afropunk is based off what Ron and Tori and all of them have told us. And I'm ready to go to another. I'm, I'm sad I'm missing out Essence Festival, but. Man, don't start. No you going? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to pick better friends. That's all I'm going to say. You got oh, to. Man. You got to. There we go. But then after that, I went, to a, I went to a baseball game. Finally got to see the Tigers play. Uh, it was rough to watch for a while, mm. but mm-hmm. we picked up. We had a nice comeback, but we took that L. And it didn't help that all of a sudden the weather was like, F you, or I'm going to drop down to 45 after having a 70-degree day on Saturday. <laughs> um, the weather was like, what more do you want, okay? <laughs> I gave you, uh, you all, can't have you it all. the whole weekend, all right? <laughs> Let me work. Um, but it was great. I had a good weekend. So what's up, Sean? That's dope. I love hearing, like, you and your girl being able to share that because... I feel like that's the best feeling when you when you love something and your girl may not kind of like you know know what it is or feel it or may not like like volunteer to be there, but they end up like enjoying themselves too. Like that's the best feeling. Yeah, it was great. Word. How was her? Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, okay. She, or I should great. say, who was your favorite act? That's a better question. Uh, Miguel, hands down. Uh, his performance was just, he's a performer, and he got every, 
I think I was more like I was excited to see her. Um, she kind of set the tone. Uh, she was one of the first uh, big name performers out there. Uh, however, she's gonna get a a slight who's man's Uh-oh. nomination. Yo, uh, <laughs> tread lightly. So she, so she has like a, one of her top songs is with Daniel Caesar, right? Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like maybe not even halfway through her set. Like it's really early, and she starts playing it, and you know, getting the crowd. Of course, the crowd is now like, "Oh my God, dance! He's about to come out!" Like everyone's, you know, when that artist plays a song, and you know that there should be another person coming along. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> she starts singing the song, and everyone's like, all, all the girls are just in their zone singing. Conrad, it's ready. okay. You were in your zone too. I know. All right. I was in my zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chill on me. Uh, <laughs> this is my song, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're waiting, and then we hear uh, Daniel Caesar's part come out, and it's we don't see anyone come out yet, but we hear him singing. So everyone, then everyone starts screaming, like excited, and this <laughs> from the words of this other lady who was there, this broke ass Daniel Caesar dude comes out. Looking all extra. <laughs> she called him Chunky Caesar because he was a little hefty dude. Oh, so basically, oh, wow. so that poor young man. So Daniel Caesar doesn't. Daniel doesn't come out. It's this other like backup singer singing his part, and so everyone kind of does a, a light boo. Because because they're just like, who is this dude? Like everyone was expecting Daniel, so. And it just didn't make sense because Daniel was supposed to be performing after her. So we thought, like, she was segueing to introduce him uh, for his set. But no, nah, she didn't do that. So she sang the whole song with his backup singer. And I'm just like, Daniel, I know you back there. Just like, man, you couldn't you wait. So after that, <laughs> Daniel. Why she got to get the who's man's? Why can't he get the who's man's for not coming out? Because she probably told him, nah, I got my backup singer for your part. <laughs> like, but she kind of, the only reason she gets a slight who's man is because later on when Daniel was performing the same song, he did it right. And that's why I don't want to give him who's man because he did it right. And she came out when her, it was her part to sing. So it's his fault. <laughs> no, it's not his fault. I was, it's I was it's her fault. That- I'm guessing that it was his decision not to come out during his own set, especially if he came out uh, if he was after her, meaning he had the higher billing at the show. Nah, dog. Gonna take it up for her, all right? Don't don't be coming at my girl now. I man, told you she's a future R and B. But she got right? she <laughs> she got she got her uh, her points back by the time she was done. I forgot about it, but uh, I had you though, huh? I'm mad y'all blew my man, though. He's just out here trying to earn a check. He ain't nothing for y'all. <laughs> it was just like a... As soon as he came out, everyone was like, oh. And then some girl's like, what the yeah. fuck? Who the fuck is that? You know he heard it, too. Like, uh, hold on, guys. He's like, I don't need any more than you want me here. I need to come out here, and I need the money, so. So y'all gonna listen to this song or not? <laughs> but, yeah, Cardi... Uh, she came out. She did a short set, which is 
I expected. I mean, she was pregnant, so she uh, wasn't trying to do the whole thing. She even said it. She's like, I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> so we're going to make this <laughs> Basically. That's why we love her. That's why and we love her. I really, like, I became even a bigger fan of Cardi after this uh, festival. Because she, it's like, it's different seeing her, like, on, you know, Instagram talking and doing her thing. And, you know. But when you see her in person and she's actually the same person that you see on Instagram, it makes it even better because it's not, it's not just a social media persona. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's the same way in public that she is on on our, our phones and laptops. So I thought that was pretty dope, and it was also kind of cool just to say that I, you know, we saw her last performance until after she delivers. That baby. Um, but yeah, she did her thing. I didn't stay for Migos just because I've seen them enough, but I'm sure they did their thing. <laughs> but all around, I was, was hoping you were gonna say I ain't missed nothing. <laughs> that's what I, that's the petty of me. I hope I was hoping you were gonna say that. I, <laughs> you know, I was gonna say what? Uh, <laughs> see him once. I see mean, him three times. You know, <laughs> it's the truth. Though. That's exactly that's exactly why uh, I uh, didn't stay. Because when they came to Richmond, they did their they did their main songs, and after that, I was just like, they're kind of boring. Besides their hit songs, as far as performing, but maybe quiet because they got fans too. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, you don't want the you don't want the Migos hive on your back. I don't know what they call it, but you don't want them coming out. Call, what they call <laughs> the Mikey? The what? The Mikey? Man, they probably call Migos plural. <laughs> The, the ami- or they, they can just be called the Amigos. The Amigos. <laughs> the Fourth Amigo. <laughs> the Adlibs. Like, what are they called? <laughs> hey, we're the Goals. <laughs> like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Ronald, just called the Quavos. <laughs> <laughs> I know the and the Beyonce in the group. They call it the Quavos and the Mother <laughs> Quavos and the Mother <laughs> Leave, let them live because I'm trying to make enemies. Oh, alright, B, what was you up to? Man, so this weekend on uh, Friday, I actually uh, didn't do nothing. But uh, <laughs> no, for real, <laughs> no. On Friday was uh, my girl and I's uh, three year anniversary. Oh, uh, yeah. So we, okay. okay. <laughs> You know, God has brought us from a mighty long way. You know, he's a good God. All right. Well, why don't you do it? Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, I'm going to show up that. Um, but uh, we decided to celebrate on Saturday. Friday, actually, again, for like the third time since I moved here, and I've been here for five months for people counting almost, uh, for like the maybe the one and a half time, I'll say that, I got to hang out with Ron, because uh, you oh, know he'll be yeah. hanging out with me. <laughs> I don't see you every weekend for the past month. So he actually answered my phone call, and he actually, you know, came out. Uh, so we went to, um, what was the name of that place, Ron? Twin Peaks. Woo! Woo! <laughs> 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 They ain't just selling chicken, I tell you, but uh, <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing more because I'm talking about my anniversary <laughs> and I want another, I really want a fourth anniversary, so, <laughs> whoo, <laughs> oh my God, but uh, Saturday, man, if you don't get on with the, 
there. Look, you all I'm saying is if you don't go there, if you don't go there, be prepared for anything. All right, because <laughs> you ain't prepared for nothing. That's what I can tell you right now. Uh, but Saturday, I went out with my girl to this place called the Spa Castle. I think Ron talked about it a few weeks ago, and that place was lit. It was so relaxing it's basically this huge building with all different type of pools and um uh places you can get massages and pedicures and manicures and they got saunas and steam rooms and everything you want um so we had a good time and we stayed there for about down there seven eight hours and nice. brother was tired after he left but Brother had already bought tickets to see Infinity War, which we'll talk about soon, um, for 8 o'clock that night. Me and my girl was like, we might not make it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we did, and we thankful for it. Uh, but yeah, that was my weekend. What about you, Ron? Man, for me, it was actually a pretty chill weekend. So my, my girl was actually out of town pretty much the week until Sunday. So on Friday, I saw you hung out. That was pretty much it. You're welcome. On I mean, thank you for gracing me. It may, pretty much made the whole weekend all, all good to go. <laughs> but no, Saturday, you know, just normal. Saturday, I had like a real chill ass day. I actually woke up and went to the gym, so I felt like I was Ooh, automatically hey, accomplished. You right? Out here. That's, that's the way to get your weekend started. Because once you go to the gym, you feel like you could just do whatever the rest of the day. Okay. And you, true. You ain't got to feel like nothing. True. <laughs> so, but uh, other than that, Brian, away, get your life, dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know. <laughs> I'm still out here, though. I feel like doing push-ups. So I don't know what y'all talking mm, It's okay. You went to the gym, Brian. What'd you do with your life? I play tennis, all right? I'm out here. Get get him. Serena okay. Williams is be. I love you, right. But no, other than that, for me, it was a pretty chill-ass weekend. But cause Before the weekend even started, because on Thursday night, I had to go see Affinity War. And let me tell y'all why. Because I haven't seen a movie on opening night since maybe ever it's probably been the first time i had to do it but my girlfriend decided that she wanted to go see it on opening night and she ain't even a real marvel fan y'all like she barely even seen these movies so i'm like ain't no way i'm gonna let you go watch the biggest one before me so i went by myself myself. Did you make any I, I didn't. The dude next to me was so into it. I almost felt like I should have been asking him questions, but I feel like I might have disturbed his experience Ooh, if I did. They the best. They know everything. You know. But, right. <laughs> but no, I definitely enjoyed it. Let me go ahead and hop into it right now. Let me go ahead and mark a timestamp so I can mark the spoilers, but let's go ahead and hop in. So, so what y'all think of the movie? I mean, it's the biggest opening of all time. If you ain't seen it, stop being lazy. All right? You should have been in the gym. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's really on you at this point. You can't blame us. Yeah, my um, God. First of all, great. I wanna I wanna fight whoever uh, whoever uh, wrote this movie. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to fight you for like the first four and a half hours. I just want to fight you for like <laughs> the last two minutes. Okay, because you knew good and damn well who we came in there to see. All right, it was Shuri. It was Okoye, and it was T'Challa, all right? And for you to do that to T'Challa, you wrong. You wrong. And I know he coming back. I know. I know. I don't got to read the comments to know that. But I was pissed. I was mad as hell when I left that theater. I felt disrespected. 
you know, because the real problem is that in between now and that next movie, we have to live this whole year with him being gone. Like, there ain't gonna be no movie in between. Then. Right. We got, to, we, got, we got to wait for the next one to bring him back before we can see some more. Like, we can't even plan a funeral for him. Like, we don't know what to do. We, we have no nobody. closure. <laughs> like, what, what do we do? <laughs> is he in the ocean with Killmonger? Like, what do we do? <laughs> That whole time, yeah. man, that whole movie was just, I, it was like as if at first they were trying to make us feel for, what was the dude, the villain's name? Thanos? Or Thanos? Yeah, whatever. yeah. Thanos. Like, Thanos. you know, trying to make us all, I know, I felt a little bad, you know, like you're my, like a whole daughter scene and him sacrificing and making him, but at the end, that's when I was also pissed like Brian. I was like, so we just, <laughs> so we just, we just all just gonna disintegrate. Right and and really yeah why was Black Panther one of the people that disintegrate first right. like why them he he just got introduced to Marvel we just got him all right we just started it, 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 was, it was random quote unquote yeah fuck so, that. okay, okay. it's random but two black dudes die <laughs> <laughs> two of them what should be That's two all of, <laughs> right. all of them all of them you know just two well except for uh. Iron Man psychic. Yeah. He ain't even a real hero. Yeah, wait. <laughs> I was gonna say, was, man, let him be great, man. Let him be great. Let him be great. He is not a real Avenger. Ain't that Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle, yep. Half of us forgot he was in the movie, so we was like, <laughs> me and my girl was looking like, take oh, this up, motherfucker. <laughs> we don't need him. I was like, oh, that was so nice sitting to put him in this movie, right? <laughs> come from <laughs> man they were wrong for that though they knew they were playing with our emotions and like in our theater i don't know if it was everybody's theater but we were looking at it and we was like oh oh shit okay he got the time stone he back he back all right oh he snapped his finger that means people about to go and, and it was like he was looking at the screen like oh oh shit oh man Damn, they leaving. Oh, 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 shit. Damn, they got rid of him, too. Man, you too? Oh, no. All right, they go Black Panther. Let's go to the next one. Oh, fuck, no. Uh -uh. (laughs) Everybody got mad. Like, not. People stopped clapping. They was like, no, this is some bullshit. And I was in a theater with mostly white people. So I was like, y'all damn right. I like (laughs) y'all. You feel me? Man, died. Then they got rid of Samuel L. too? At the end? Right. Out of nowhere, though. I was happy to see him again, and then poof. Was that the only black person counting? Like, well, how many we got left? <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't start off with that many. <laughs> no. We ain't got no Avengers left. I mean, unless you count, you know, Cheeto. But <laughs> he injured. Yeah. He can't barely walk. He can't He's barely injured. Walk. <laughs> That's probably why they left him. Like, yeah, he didn't been through enough. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> I was uh very hyped up that whole battle scene in Wakanda. I was hyped. Yeah, like, Wakanda to me, was lit. Like to me, that's I guess what I not to that level, but when I was expecting in in the Black Panther movie, I was like, now that's a fight scene. Like it was the same setting, but it was on another level. It was dope. Like, yeah, I, I love like, seeing everybody together. <laughs> yeah. Um, was I the only one who was thinking about like who's gonna clean up all this shit? <laughs> yes, we didn't invite. 
Yep, we didn't invite John Tyra Wakanda, all right? And now y'all done screwed everything up. And now y'all about to leave because y'all the Avengers and shit. But who gonna clean up all this stuff, all right? <laughs> we we didn't just got in a war two weeks ago, all right? <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do now? Because Shuri can only do so much, all right? Yeah, I was mad. I was mad. Only you. Man, I was pissed. So what do you guys think is going to happen next? I think that basically the way it had to happen was the way that it had to happen. Because my man's Doctor Strange saw the future and saw that there was only one way that they had a chance. So basically, we might not know what the full plan is yet, but it's it's all technically a plan that he had, even if he didn't get a chance to communicate it. Like He knew that it had to go down this way. Who are you more pissed at, Doctor Strange or uh, what is it, Star Lord? I'm more mad at Thor. I'm not mad at anyone. <laughs> oh, because Thor missed. Like Thor, <laughs> you had one chance. Oh yeah, you had one chance, chance Thor. You had one chance, Thor's, bro. Thor did mess up. I was mad at Star Lord for being mad emotional. Like we almost. Had oh, him. we almost <laughs> had him. That was the human side of you, Star Lord. Yep. <laughs> It was like the uh, white privilege human side of you. Like, <laughs> all you had, he told, Tony was like, dude, hey, not the time, all right? She ain't coming back, all right? So go. <laughs> not the time. And he had to fuck it all up. All of it. God, I blame him. I don't ever want to see a Chris Pratt movie again. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> The only reason I'm not mad at him because I feel like it, just, it had to be a way it had to happen. Because one thing I peeped was that Doctor Strange didn't try to stop him at all. Because that must have mean that he knew that this had to happen True. and it had to go down this way. So as messed up a move as it was, it needed to happen that way for him to win in the end. So he got he basically he getting lucky because otherwise I would be pissed at him. Man, okay, I'm still trying yeah. to figure out who's gonna fight him. Cause he's stuck <laughs> around. Why to... couldn't he go away? Why wasn't that no, random? Hell. Every all, we all wanted uh, Tony to go too. I don't know why. I love I love Robert Downey Jr. I love Iron Man, the character. I only seen one of his movies, but I still love him. Um, but I was like, look, you've done your job. You can go. All right, you puff off in the dust. All right, and bring uh, T'Challa back because we don't even need <laughs> you. Barely fight. So you're trying. <laughs> That's messed up. But I think I, I'm kind of. Curious, because when I don't remember, did Thor, Thor uh, disintegrate? No, I don't think he was good. None of no, none, like, none of like the main yeah. four dude. They all see, good. I see now that's yeah, okay. Now that's some BS. Because I would think of anyone, he was right in the midst of the whole snap in the finger thing. He should have disintegrated at the snap. But right? I figured that Thor. So. Alright, I became a little nerd over the weekend. I didn't looked up every single article. My girl for Christmas bought me a Marvel encyclopedia. <laughs> Look, I love it. I admit, I'm about ready to borrow that from you. Man, I'm for real. I'm coming over and I'm taking it. But I think Thor could not die because technically he's a god. So he's not a human. So only the quote-unquote humans disintegrated. Well, yeah, I should say true. most of the humans disintegrated. But Thor, who else is a god? I think even Star Lord is half, so he would be protected. And there's Star Lord disappeared. Did he? Yeah, Star Lord. Yeah. Only person left on that planet was Iron Man and um, Gamora's sister. I forgot her name. Okay, we're good. Yeah. 
Right, good for him. <laughs> well, no, I think you all on the something with the Thor thing though, because I've seen when I used to watch the cartoons that like, every time he died, he really would just wake up on his home planet and get right back out there. Like, dude can't die. Yeah, so I think Thor was always gonna be good, but man, that was an. I, I think, I think that they had to live through this one because one of them's got to go down in the next one, and they're going down for good. Man, when Spider Man, I almost shit a oh, tear when Spider Man. <laughs> he said, "Look." <laughs> I I I I don't, I don't feel go. so good. I don't, don't want to <laughs> go. Felt like a, I don't I felt like go. a hero. I was like, don't go, don't go, no, save Tony. Yeah, I mean, Tony, you can do all this shit, but you can't save him. <laughs> Man, I think it's the first time I thought he was actually like a dope Spider-Man was this movie because the other ones, I thought it was trash. Actually, yeah, if you liked seen his movie. Homecoming. Yeah, go, go see Spider-Man: Homecoming because he's hilarious in it. Spider-Man: Homecoming is My, actually he was good. okay, funny, but as a hero, as like I guess I'll just never get over uh, the original Spider-Man. True. I mean, um, like Toby, so, like act, Toby as action-wise and stuff, but you know, I get it. They're switching to a like, corny, more funny. You know, the thing that so actually that's going back to more to the original because in the comics that's how he is, like yeah. Uh, yeah. smart ass hero but it was it was a good movie and um i mean i don't i feel like if you've looked up the uh articles after the movie you know that what uh samuel jackson's character what is it nick fury yeah right yeah the the symbol that was on his beeper or pager at the end was for captain marvel which is the movie that's coming out I mean, Marvel's so damn... I don't understand how they did all this. But the fact that... So the next movie to come out is Ant-Man and Wasp. Which I think is in July or August. Mm-hmm. And then after that is Captain Marvel. Uh, which will be the first uh, female-fronted Marvel film. And that comes out in March. And then the fourth Avengers, and I think... I think there's a fifth Avengers, but maybe it's the fourth and final Avengers comes out next April. So they know how to keep your ass invested and they know how to keep you coming back because they already announced like the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. You got to go see it because their movie happens in at the same time as this movie was going on. And you got to go see Captain Marvel to understand why she's going to uh be uh basically you know a savior if you will for avengers 4 like you gotta keep going back they want my money and they keep getting it like they're gonna get it i feel like (laughs) i feel i feel used a little bit like (laughs) (laughs) and the worst part is all it ain't like these are new stories because you always hear people I, i read the comics and that's how it happens all I gotta do is go read the comic book and I can save myself at least a million dollars, but <laughs> I will be right back <laughs> it's here not the same. 2034 when Avengers 15 come out and Blue Ivy is playing Blue Ivy and she saves the whole human drift. watching that. That'll be it. <laughs> Blue Ivy just gonna come in like, so what you wanna do? Alright? 
We can do this the easy way or the hard way. And the movie's going to be, be over. It's going to be two minutes. <laughs> she's going to be the villain. She's going to be like just like him and win. She's going to be the villain and the savior. Like, we're going to root for her and hate her. <laughs> then Beyonce going to do the Coachella performance for the third time. And, you know, it's going to be over. <laughs> it's going to be a four and a half hour movie. All right. All right, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get down to business tonight. We got some things we need to talk about. So first up on the docket, Issa Rae made it into the news recently, which, I mean, that's the crazy thing is that she made it into the news recently over something that she wrote in a book about five years ago, and like it's been out there for us to look at since then. Right, say that but one somehow, more time. Say that one more time. It has been out there in the public in this book for about five years, yet somehow a book. Mm. You know how long it takes you to write a book? You ever wrote (laughs) a paper? (laughs) I imagine that. (laughs) I've been writing a two and a half page double space paper for three years. She wrote a book (laughs) five years ago, and now we're talking about it. But I'm sorry. Right for the for the wrongest reasons too, because. Basically, what happened was, I guess somebody out there just happened to find this book in their local coffee shop or something, and they, and they read the chapter where she mentions black women are, when it comes to women, that black women are at the bottom of the totem pole, dating totem pole, and then Asian men are at the bottom of the for men, so basically they should just get together and combine forces, which, I mean, I don't even know if this the comment was serious or not, which to me sounded like it wasn't. But she caught flack over that, and people were, were reacting, and nothing really big comes out of it, mean because I mean, honestly, there's nothing really there. But I want to use this as a way to have a conversation with you guys about basically the court of public opinion, because with social media these days, I feel like the court has just gotten out of control. Instantly, like we've talked about before, <laughs> people get canceled over one misstep. Everything you do in the past it comes get brought back to light. Regardless of how relevant it is, like there was, this has nothing to do with anything that she has going on in her current life. This is just someone trying to bring up some mess, and thankfully it hasn't caused too much of a ruckus. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think? Is this a problem that's going on? Do you guys see it see it as an issue? Yes, I definitely do see it as an issue because <clears throat> my cousin and I were just talking about this, and uh, we're talking about how our generation, <clears throat> on a positive note, and how it's uplifting on black community and everything, but also on another side where our generation has a lot of fake woke and it's also i feel like manipulated by social media like why does first of all why do you care what she said that like why is it such a big deal to you and of course a lot of uh, things i've seen apparently a bit more about the black black men outlashing like oh what did we ever do to get shit on like this or what did we ever you know, why is it, why y'all surprised Issa said this? She don't like black men, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like that, you know, we just sound hypocritical as black men if we're saying that shit, you know? And it's just a statement she's making, which to me, it's, I don't know what's, it makes sense, right? <laughs> if two, you know, if black women are at the bottom of the totem pole and Asian men also have some type of similar stereotypes as far as dating or you know, being accepted for who they are in the dating, as far as dating, but they're also known for being intelligent people. Yeah, why not join forces? What's wrong with that? So what? So what if she? What if she said? So what if she said that? What What does that do for you as a person? Like, I just don't get why is that? Why is that something that now all of a sudden we have to cancel because she said that? Mind you, isn't she dating a black man right now? I know she's dating. 
from what I heard. Ooh. If it, so I'm just like, it doesn't, what? <laughs> three years ago. Let me put that Three shot years away. ago. <laughs> yeah, so I just to me I'm just I'm just irritated with the whole fake woke thing. We just find a way to try and manipulate every little thing and blow it out of proportion of what it truly is. Um like Ron said, this is this is three years ago. Why all of a sudden y'all now wanna dig this up um and use it to try make this girl like oh the black man like the black woman that hates black men blah 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 she didn't even say that but I mean that that's <laughs> it's interesting that people only look at the quote that was um, highlighted on Twitter and that's all they're going off of but I feel like they're not getting like the humor which I mean, if you if you read the book and you had own the book, you you and if you know Issa Rae and you're a fan of Issa Rae, which hey, before this book, we all keep insecure trending number one. You know, whenever it decides to come out, we wait in Issa like give us that premiere date because we're all you know waiting to plan our parties and stuff. Because um, I love Issa Rae and and I still love Issa Rae. Always gonna love Issa Rae. Even if she get her Asian boo, all right. Uh, but the point, the thing she was making, or the 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 point she was making in the book, is that Asian men suffer from the fact that most Asian women decide to date outside their race. So she compared that to the fact that black men often date outside their race, and she was like, "Well, let's just put two. And I'm paraphrasing." Let's just put two or two together, and why don't we just get together? And wouldn't that be great? So it's not, I mean, to your point, Conrad, it's not like she's saying, oh, black men are the worst, or Asian women are the worst, or anything like that. She was just making a comparison, and it's interesting to me that, like you said, Ron, earlier, like, it becomes this thing where you reach a certain level, and you have this certain level of popularity, or success and people feel the need that hey oh you're too big i can't support you it's the same thing we talked about i think uh two or three weeks ago with cardi b we've talked about it with beyonce we've talked about it with uh um with a lot of famous individuals but it's it always ends up being like it always seems like it's it's mostly with are people black people that we feel the need to kind of like go at them go after them about something they said and look hey if you said something stupid i've said on this podcast you said something stupid you gotta deal with those consequences and 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 let the chips fall where they may uh but you you could have read this five years ago you could have made a campaign about Forget Issa Rae for five years. You could have, you could have said, "Don't watch Insecure." You could have made T-shirts. You could have made a hashtag and made some money off of it. But y'all choose to let this trend <laughs> years after the book has been published and republished, and has gone on to sell many copies. She's gone on to have successful a successful TV show, signed deals for more successful TV shows. And now y'all want to come at her for something she said then? Like, what? where are we at now? Where are we? How does this work? 
How does all this work? So, we're so enthralled with what's happening in, on Twitter. Like, like I said before, like Black Twitter is great, and also Black Twitter has its downfalls. And it's such a people are so enthralled with Twitter and with Facebook and with social media. It's like if you go on there and something's trending and you you know you just want to read the surface of it, you can people will make their opinions and judgments just off that highlighted part without reading the whole page of how she got to her final conclusion. And it's just like it just shows how quick our society is moved by social media. Like it's we don't we no longer have our own intellectual thought or opinions to to build off of something that we as a person, individual can do. We just go off of well it's trending. So yeah. uh I'm just gonna go with it because shit. Everyone else saying Issa is, you know, anti black men right now, so I can't believe her. I can't believe she's doing this after she had a show called Insecure. And oh my god, I can't like what oh. So like I said, fake woke, fake fake woke. Yeah, fake woke. Cause I feel like that's becoming just like a big issue lately. And the guy we're gonna talk about a little bit later really falls into that category. But I think even outside of celebrities, it feels like it's almost like people trying to make a come up off being fake woke. Like yeah. I just see people out there who just you know either tweet or post fake deep quotes and pictures all all, and then that's how to build a following. And it's like you're out here posting this stuff that's supposed to me seem like you're really you know out here challenging people's minds and making them think. But really, all you're just saying is that everyone knows. Like I think like back when people say realize, 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 that's that stupid thing. <laughs> it's like you ain't, saying nothing, you ain't saying nothing more deep than that when you just go out here and post quotes of things that everyone know. And yeah, it's beneficial for some of the people who post motivation. Like yeah, I get that. But for people out there who just out here criticizing things and like oh think with your third eye and that type of fake deep type stuff, like what are you actually adding to the conversation? Nada. You know my favorite yeah. part about this story what? so mm-hmm. far. Is that Issa has not even <laughs> entertained it at all. Hasn't said nothing. She on Instagram. Um, if you follow the Insecure, uh, like I do, because I'm waiting for it. You follow their page. They're filming the new season. They're laughing. They're having a good time. They're looking all good and, and chocolatey and stuff. And I ain't going to say no more because I don't want to get in trouble. But, you know. They having a good time, and she ain't said nothing about this. And I hope, I really hope, that she don't say anything about it. Like, or if she does, I hope she mad petty and it's like, man, I'm really glad that you know people are starting to read more. Like, <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> wait, wait for my second. More like, <laughs> right? Thanks for thanks for promoting my three year old book. Thanks, my sales. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> But I guess it's just one of those things is that we can't let social media dictate everything. I mean, it's good and bad, but at the same time, there's some things just you got to keep scrolling. Like, <laughs> it's clickbait for a reason. TMZ does it well. We all get, we all get, you know, catch the hook when we see it on our timeline. We're like, ooh, we just see the first phrases. We're like, oh, shit, it definitely happened. Right. But, I don't know, it's the perfect segue to what we're about to talk to. Uh, about next, uh, Ron, you can take over for that. Yeah, man. So y'all heard about my man's bill? Well, not my man's, but y'all heard about that guy Bill? I was about to say. Okay. Nah. We might have to cancel you, my friend. 
Just taking that applications. <laughs> a new host needed. Uh, yep. Yeah, I heard about my man. Nah, but so they finally locked this dude up for all that bullshit he was doing back in the day. And wait, 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 wait. He not locked up, but he We're was locking. found guilty. He was locking. Let's say that. Wasn't he on house arrest? Because he like made he paid out the bet the uh, bond anyway. So right now just on house arrest. Yeah, I think. I, I look. I ain't. I ain't no lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer when I was uh, five years old. But then I saw uh, that movie Man of the House, and I saw they were trying to kill the lawyer, and that was my last time dreaming of being a lawyer. But I say all that to say <laughs> that I think he's yeah, he allowed is. an appeal again with the case uh, because I know they came to a deadlock the first time. <laughs> Uh, he was found guilty this time. I think he can appeal the case again. So, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. But, sorry, Ron. Nah, you good. So, yeah, so basically what we're going to talk about here is like the, the community, well, the Twitter and social media reactions to all this because, once again, just the crowd has taken the wrong thing away from the whole situation. And they're not really thinking. I'm just going to say that the people aren't really thinking. That's the issue here. Is that they see they have an issue that they have in their minds, and they want to say maybe it's in this situation is you know people how black men are treated in society, which is definitely an issue. But when they have an idea about those type of things, they want to apply it to things that it doesn't necessarily need to be applied. And I think this is one of those times where you don't need to talk about black men being treated unfairly because in this case we're talking about a guy who, by all accounts, seems to be the one who deserves it. So, exactly. what, do, what do y'all think about how people have been reacting to this? It's almost like they. They know it's wrong. Like, they know he's wrong. They know he's guilty. But, like I said, fake woke. They want to be part of the society or the culture right now or the trend right now that's bashing the whole, all they taking all the black man down thing. And they're like, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to retweet this and say this because that's what's happening right now. <laughs> Just like, y'all, like, a couple months ago wanted to lynch this guy. Y'all were like, this dude is an imbecile. He's a, you know... His, he's out here raping all these women and he did this and did that. He's, he doesn't represent black culture. Black men are trash. All this stuff. And then to find, finally, justice is served for these women that were um, you know, taken advantage by this guy. And then all of a sudden, now we want to bring out the whole, well, what about Harvey Weinstein? And so-and-so. Like, Look at this. Bill was about to buy this NBC. Man, Bill wasn't going to buy shit. If he really was going to buy, he would buy it. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Bill was going to buy. Bill wasn't taught to buy NBC. That is true. Like, but okay, I agree. It could be true. But I'm just saying, if he was, if like, I hate that that's the excuse people are using. That he was yeah. going to buy this, and then now he's, he's you know, the, the white man doesn't want him to succeed, or, or people don't want him to succeed. So... This is why he, no, the dude went up on Larry King and said, yeah, I did it. And we out here now, all of a sudden, like, no, you didn't, Bill. You didn't. Just say you did it. <laughs> like, right. I don't get it. I want to put myself out there. I really do. Because I feel like we started this podcast as like, hey, three black dudes, three black educated dudes with an opinion and, and, but we're three friends who talk and we share our truth, and it may be wrong sometimes, and, you know, I've been yelled at a few times about this podcast, and I'm willing to be yelled at a few more times, but I will say, like, hey, 
I was one of those people when all this stuff first came up. I remember when it became popular again. Because I remember being in like middle school, high school, and you heard about this. But you, it was kind of like you heard about a lot of stuff. So you didn't know if it was real. You didn't know. You, you heard Bill Cosby was a creep. You heard all this stuff. And I was like, oh, whatever. Those are just jealous people. And I remember when Hannibal Burris, Hannibal Burris, is it? Yep. To this day, I don't like him. I don't. Um, I don't like him, one, because I don't find him funny. But two, I remember when he came out with uh, these jokes about Bill Cosby. And many people credit him with, like, giving this story more, more light, if you will. Because Bill responded. It was a whole back and forth. And people started to pay more attention to uh, uh, some of the stories that were coming out about Bill Cosby or that were already out there about Bill Cosby. And it, I remember at the time I was like, Ugh, like, how dare you disrespect this legend? How dare you like come? How dare you use him to kind of get more shine for yourself and all this? And I remember talking to Ron about this. I was like, oh, I just don't like this dude. Like, why does, he, why does he have to do this? That's so disrespectful. I even remember thinking, like, why you got to use another black man? Why you got to put another black man down to bring more shine to yourself? Well, I now recognize that I was on the wrong side. All right? I was wrong. Um, I was using my love for what I, I think is the greatest television show of all time. Uh, the Cosby Show, uh, my other like top ten, maybe top five, my love for the different a different world, um, my respect for like Fat Albert, my respect for clean comedy and all the things that Bill Cosby has brought to the entertainment world. I was using that as a way to justify, like, oh, people are just coming at him because. You know, they don't want another black man to succeed. I really thought that. And and to be fair, to be fair, and like, hey, it's happened so many times throughout history. I mean, from, you know, way back when to even the present with our uh, greatest president to ever live, Barack Hussein Obama. Um, like, they've always tried to tear us down with one negative story or another. But at some point, <laughs> there, is, there is a turning point that has to happen. And I think, um, no, I don't think. I, I know, like, with the Me Too movement and with listening to all of these women who have dealt with such disrespect and such horrific circumstances in Hollywood and outside of Hollywood, it just made me feel so bad. Like, I, I, I really, I guess on this podcast, I'll apologize because I feel bad about defending this man in many, many ways because I was using my personal fandom of his work to take over for the horrific things he was doing to other, other women. And I will say this now, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I hear so many people say, hey, you can you can separate the art from the artist. 
or you can separate the art from the humans. I don't know if I can do that no more. I don't know if I can do that with Bill. I don't know if I can do that with R. Kelly. Uh, I mean, I guess a popular example today would be like Chris Brown. I don't know if I can do that no more. I can't like separate those from from the person. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I think you can separate them, but you don't have to. And no one should make you make, no one should make that choice for you. Like it's all it's up to each and every one of us for each and every case for whether or not you want to make that choice. And we all have our own criteria criteria for what makes us decide what side we're gonna fall on. Now for me one of the big things is that whether or not that support continues to help them live like a, a life like I don't want to pay to see R. Kelly because I don't want to know that I have anything to do with help that man live a good life so I, that's why I don't support him but I mean but thinking about the Cosby show like Bill himself this is speaking quite honestly five ten years from now he won't be around so watching the Cosby show is not necessarily going to be perpetuating his lifestyle so I may I may feel a little less <clears throat> bad about it at, at that point <clears throat> well they are, you're not going to be watching it because they pulled it so I mean, there's always ways, but I'm just saying, in, th- in general... I know, like, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, when, when, like, on all of us, when is the last time we actually went on our laptop searching to watch the Cosby Show, other than when we're on TV and flipping through and we see it, and we're like, oh, the Cosby Show. I'll be honest with you, I bought the whole series last year off Amazon. Wow, last <laughs> year. Last year, huh? <laughs> it is my favorite series of all time. It I mean, still can, yeah, is my favorite wrong. series of all time. Look, I ain't gonna start. Show was it, great. I think it's overrated. Okay. Wait, what'd you say? Hey. No, I ain't say nothing. Just keep moving. No, what'd you say? <laughs> uh, what'd you say? <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'll say it right here because it's about time I said it out loud. The Cosby Show is overrated. I mean, you've been wrong on this podcast many times. And uh, I'm gonna be wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's overrated? Now let's go there for a minute. Just for a quick minute, all right? A power minute. I think it does not withstand the test of time, and that goes beyond Bill's legacy being ruined. I think looking at the show today, it just isn't funny anymore. And comparing it to shows like Martin and Fresh Prince, which I can still watch today and get a good laugh out of, to me that comedy was just, it's dated for the time period that it was in. Oh, I disagree so you think much. It's been- I Ron, feel like Martin is outdated. Because... Martin definitely does have a little. I'd say Martin's and pretty close. Fresh Prince, but not Fresh Prince. No, not as much. Not as Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince but... lasts a little more. Ron, do you think you relate to Fresh Prince more than Bill Cosby because of more of the like you know time. the era of the time, like you know hip hop based? It's Will Smith, and then you don't really connect with the storyline of the Cosby Show. Yeah, that could definitely be it. Because I can see that. And I can see why some people, because if you don't, I mean, for our generation at least, and how we may not necessarily relate to the Cosby show, it's a more family-oriented, it's it's the opposite of what we would see with like the with like Will Smith. You know, it's like kind of Will Smith, kind of like the textbook, you know, came from the hood, moved to it with his uncle, like kind of a storyline where in the Bill Cosby, it's like this perfect black family. And not saying that we're not, we don't want to relate to that. It's just not something we... It wasn't perpetuated on TV so much. I enjoyed right. it. I like well, the Bill Cosby show. Man, let me just say this so no one comes out. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Conrad. Like, that was before it was, I guess, before your time because technically you weren't born. But, I mean, if you could still watch 
some of the '90s jokes in uh, Fresh Prince and some of like the sexist jokes in Martin and still enjoy those, but you can't enjoy like the classic comedy of Cosby Show. Man, yeah, but, I mean, classic is real. You know, subjective. You define it as classic. <laughs> that's what it to you. But to me, it's just another show from back in the day. So what about Family Matters? Family Matters falls in a boat that I just never fully enjoyed it. Like that just it didn't really resonate with me well. Wait, you weren't a TGIF fan? I mean, yeah, because it was something to do, but I was never diehard. Oh, I was every Friday. I thought I was gonna marry Michelle Tanner. I did, and I found out it was two of them. I was like, oh, you can't marry two people. You gotta watch out. <laughs> Ron, we can fight about that later. Alright, meet me on the show. You can definitely fight about that because I got a lot of 90s opinions you wouldn't like, but like You got a lot of opinions I don't like. Uh listen to the last week's episode. Alright? I ain't wanna bring that up yet, but I all let's right. just say it. Okay. Alright? I got hot over here. Started to swim so quick. <laughs> but why do you think oh. there's justification though? Why are they why are people trying to just like justify Cosby's charges and why are people all pissed about it well why do you guys think that you know what i heard so there's this lady on instagram and i'm not about to give them no no shine even though i do still follow them it's this older lady she she calls herself like the grandma of instagram and she went on there and posted this video talking about like oh that stuff happens if it that stuff if it did happen happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, and you know how we were at that time. You keep your mouth shut. And I think a lot of that, and I I can't even be mad at her because I feel like that generation, there was so much stuff that they went through and, and did that they really did have to keep their mouth shut. They really did have to keep it a secret. I mean, you're talking about a generation where, you know, you couldn't have a kid so your parents would send you like down south and you would just basically disappear and when you reappeared you came back with a a cousin or a sister and it was actually your child you're talking about drama like that and the fact that people had to um live through that 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 was the way that our parents our grandparents they grew up so i can imagine that these women who dealt with Bill Cosby, I don't, look, I'm not saying every one of them told the truth. I don't know. I don't know their stories. I pray for all of them. But I can imagine that, hey, when they were growing up or going through this industry or that industry that none of us really know about, that they felt the need to be quiet. They felt the need to shut up because they didn't see any other option. And we've seen it with Harvey Weinstein. We've seen it with Bill Cosby. We've seen it with all of these different accounts from different women and men who had no other choice but to kind of like deal with it and live through it if you wanted to have any form of success or any form of support. Like, it's so sad to really, if you really think about this. It's so sad and how many people out there probably need some real, real therapy, but probably will never get it because they're too proud. And they got too many people saying, hey, why are you talking now? Well, like, shut up. Like, you know, that's that's not what we do or that's not what we should do. 
I think to me it's like almost I might be reaching, but it's like the whole <clears throat> like Black Lives Matter, and then someone was like talking about what well, what about all lives matter? I feel like to me it's in the same way. It's like Cosby's down, yeah, but Cosby's down. But what about these other people we gotta worry about now? Like why can't you just focus on this right now? Like that's my issue. Like why aren't we there? Yes. Harvey Weinstein and all the other guys should be in jail just like Cosby if he gets if he goes to jail. Um, well, why is it that you guys aren't just basking in this moment to you know uplift the the survivors that went through this crap? And like Brian says, yes, maybe some of those women lied. Okay, but what about the women who are telling the truth? Were, are you guys are we truly listening? Were we truly listening to them? And like. That's something we need to ask ourselves before we start jumping on, people start jumping on the Cosby bandwagon and talking about all this shit about Cosby and how he shouldn't, he's old, he's too old, what is he going to do in jail? So, he can go to jail. There are people on the street, homeless, that go to jail his age for just being homeless and doing nothing. Y'all ain't crying for them. So, all I need to say is, once again, stop being fake woke, stop back, you know, jumping on the wagon whenever something's trending and trying to defend it. These people went through something that they have had to live for with years in secret, like Brian said. And we get it. And I get it. I won't, I'll be the first to also admit that it's hard when it comes to celebrities and they get, you know, a black man with money and then all of a sudden he's doing something. And then, you know, all these women are coming out with, um, you know, telling, telling that he did this, he did that. And you're thinking, what if, are they really telling the truth or are they trying to get money and it's that's something that comes to all of our minds i will at least i'll speak for myself but it's it's true it comes to my mind but at the same time you still have to listen because there's truth within those within somewhere within the women who are talking about it it's not like just 25 random people just came up plus women just decided to come together and be like you know what let's make up this story and we're all gonna say the same exact thing and we're gonna get paid like <laughs> What? Well, here's the part, too, that a lot of people don't like to kind of think about uh, because it is tough. But you're talking about Bill Cosby. Um, Bill Cosby may be your mom's or your grandmother's age. What if it was your mom or your grandmother who came exactly. up and said, hey, this happened to me? How would you feel then if you had people on Instagram and Twitter and television and everywhere else saying oh you're old ass you you talking about this old shit now and you bringing all this old stuff up if you don't sit down you just want some but that's your mama and your grandma and you see the pain in their eyes and you see the hurt in their eyes and you see how scared they are you you don't have the same like you what you gonna say then like that's what I think. You know, These are somebody. This is some. <laughs> these women are some people's mom and grandmothers, and the fact that they have lived this long life and now they are finally. And the the sad part is they've been saying this stuff, but now we're listening to them. It's not the fact that they're just bringing it up now. It's the fact that we are just listening to them now. Because like I said, I heard about some of this stuff in middle school. And I'm old now. <laughs> I'm old. So that was like 20 years ago that I heard some of this stuff. It ain't new. It's just the fact that, hey, 
you got more people that will listen now. That's the sad part. Yeah, it is. But yo, <sighs> so along these same lines, there's another black band that's been talked about recently for being ain't shit. So y- y- y'all heard about this recent movement with R. Kelly, the, mu- the mute R. Kelly movement? Again, middle school, elementary school, we heard about this month. <laughs> we heard about R. Kelly in elementary school. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Everybody heard about him marrying Aaliyah in elementary school. Uh, like, come on, guys. I, how old was I? I think that was high school. We all saw the tape. I guess I got, okay, y'all gonna be quiet now? I never heard about it. I never watched it. Okay. Everybody I know watched the tape. All right. Everybody knew that was R. Kelly. Everybody knew that she looked like she belonged in the grade with us, and we were underage. Like this has been so long, but that motherfucker brought out Ignition Remix. He brought out Step in the Name of Love. He brought out uh, I Believe I Can Fly, and we were like. Well, you know, <laughs> what he does in his private time is fine, but as long as we got these karaoke hits, we good. Like, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't believe that, and I'm part of it. I'm talking to myself, like, I can't believe we just all sat back and said, yeah, you know, he a piece of shit, but the boy make good music. Like, I cannot believe that that has been his story for so many years. Oh. I cannot believe he's not in jail still. I cannot believe he's not locked up right now. Real. Like, leave alone all the other crap we let him do. Like, now, walking around still making bank. Still. Still. Like, on tour. R. Kelly been on tour for like four or five years. And it, I think I want to just keep saying it. Like, I'm yelling at myself. Because, again, I was one of these people out here... Every time I go to karaoke, I'm about to do karaoke in a few weeks for my birthday. All right? Because <laughs> my birthday hey. in a few weeks. <laughs> um, but <laughs> ignition remix. Ignition remix. Bounce, 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 bounce. That's all I'm going to say. Has been my karaoke song for years. I'm part of the problem. Like, but I get it. I'm woke now. I wish Cammy was on this week because I'd be like, Cammy, I'm woke. Uh, but <laughs> shout out to our former uh-uh. guest, Cammy, because she would get me together right now. But um, like we all been letting this happen because the boy made a good beat. He made a good song. Our favorite artists all got songs by Michael by Michael Jackson. I mean by R. Kelly. Because he wrote a song for Michael Jackson. But (laughs) there is so much out there from R. Kelly that we have kind of just let go because of his his great talent. But I am so happy that we are finally here. So so what year did y'all like actively stop listening to R. Kelly music? Uh, for me, I got. I mean, honestly, the, the fact that any of us can say anything beyond 1995 <laughs> makes us bad. But True. I would say for me, it was probably about 2013. And I, I don't know what it was, but something was just like, at a certain point, I was just like, this music is just not good enough for me to be able to mentally sit here and have to deal with thinking about this every time it comes on. I just can't listen to this anymore. And that's to get off my list. 
to be honest, the uh, only time really you would hear R. Kelly is like at wedding receptions. For me, like <clears throat> other than what's the last song I'm thinking of? Uh, besides all the trapped in the closets he did, uh, I can't remember the last yeah, like the last the like one? R. Like besides that, I can't remember like the last. Yeah, I'm even trying to look up his singles to see if anything pops in my head. Maybe the 2010 was when he dropped that Love Letter album. That was a for him. That was like I feel like his last big album. Yeah, I think it was. Hey, y'all remember he made two albums with Jay Z that like everyone said something like never happened. You would think what that best no one ever worlds, talks about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, unfinished business. Jay Z swear that never happened, right? Like he, I, I just heard him earlier today. I don't think I've, I've never. No, I was what, retired. What? Then. <laughs> like, Who, Kelly, Kelly Rowland? No, she works with my wife. I don't, I don't know her. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I've never made an album with another person. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, uh-uh. Lincoln Park. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Oh, that's what you're thinking. <laughs> Look, I listen to, like I said, and I ain't gonna even try to fake the funk, but I sang Ignition Remix, I think, in January. No, maybe it was December, <laughs> but it, I'm gonna just say January, so it was 2018, and that was the last time I did it, and uh, I felt dirty then, and I get it, I get it. Uh, it's I'm gonna be honest with you, it's an amazing song, it's a beautiful song. It's 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 a perfect song almost. Like everyone knows it, everyone gets involved in it. It's a perfect karaoke song, I should say. I get it now, though. I'm done. I'm done. I can't listen to it anymore. Uh, if I knew how to erase songs out of my um, iPod or iTunes, I would, and I will once Ron teaches me or Conrad teaches me. Uh, but I am <laughs> done. I'm done. I think my last one was. The one like I would like listen to a lot was the one with Carrie Hilson, number one. It was mm. like a hit song on the radio. Oh, I do remember that one. That's like the last R. Kelly song I thought was like. But yeah, well, can we, can anyway, we just I feel take like a... the, I feel... No, go ahead, Connor. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, be shot. I was just gonna say, can we take a moment to like now that we all know we're wrong, like we all kind of realize, like, hey, we've been a part of this for a while. When was the first time that you realized that R. Kelly wasn't shit? Like, when did you Damn. first... Like, I told you with Bill Cosby, I heard about it early. And I kind of knew about it, but I didn't know no better, to be honest with you. But I feel like with R. Kelly, some of us are... Most of us knew better early on. So when did you kind of know? I think uh, I officially knew better sometime in college so call it 28 to 2008 2010 sometime in that range because just like you i had heard the rumors when i was in the middle of school and i'm and like people would say oh you know they would tell the, the girls in our class don't r kelly's coming around to get you that type of stuff and at that time I thought, this, is just, <laughs> right. this is just jokes ain't nobody really got no proof for this not knowing that you know that it actually was stuff that really was going on especially with us being so close to chicago which is where he was lurking so i mean back then i didn't know no but I, even then, I knew. To be honest, I didn't even know there was a video of R. Kelly peeing on a girl. Like, I just knew that it happened because everyone was talking about it. But I never knew there was actual footage of it. And I feel like a real I'm, freak or something. Like, that I, I know about the video, but nobody else knew about it. 
No, no, let me backtrack. When that video came out, that's when I knew. Whenever that, what what year was that? That had to be Uh, 01. So, like 01, 2000, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when I knew. But I guess I was too young to really even fully realize it. Yeah, it's like understanding the gravity of just how bad that was. Like, I was, what, 10 years old at then? Yeah. Yeah. It's not much you gonna understand about that, but that sh- that should have been where we're. I guess if you're really into R. Kelly, that's probably when ever- I feel like that's everyone knew R. Kelly wasn't shit. Was that <laughs> like? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like everyone was like R. Kelly and shit, but just like I said, he put out hypnotizing music to make us forget a little bit mm. the two step until he does something else dumb. But I would say that's probably when everyone else knew R. Kelly was in shit. Hey, the moment I knew was actually, like, this is the moment where I, I, I knew it and I hate to admit it, but it was the moment after the videotape, it was after the court case, I think this was around 03, 04, uh, he did an interview on BET with, uh, Teray, um, Teray is like a very popular journalist. He's done interviews with all your favorite artists, all right? Um, he asked R. Kelly, it was a primetime special on BET. I'll never forget it. He asked R. Kelly if, ah, I'm going to get the question wrong, but you guys can go watch it and, and see it for yourself. But he basically said, like, do you know it's wrong to have sex with teenage girls? And R. Kelly paused. And said, oh. "How old? Basically, like, how old is how old? What, how old do you mean?" And at that moment, it's it's everyone like paused. Everyone in the world who was watching that paused and said, "Dog, <laughs> wrecking scratch, dog." <laughs> like he said, "How old? How old is that?" Like, dog, you got one chance. You just got through this court case i don't know how you were on videotape and somehow made the court believe it was your brother and you are a free man and trying to kind of get your life back and this man gives you a softball question like hey do you know it's wrong to have sex with teenage girls and he says well how old is that like uh that's what (laughs) in other words how young is too young? Yeah, like, well, what should be that, Chuck? Like, like, <laughs> what, you talking 13 or 18? Because it's a big difference. But no, that's when I knew he wasn't shit. And that's when, you know, I should have joined the, the, I should have joined the campaign. Not to, not to be a part of R. Kelly. But, you know, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So what do you guys think about this whole mute R. Kelly campaign? Then go ahead, press it. Press it. Boop. Press, press the mute button. <laughs> Boop. Go ahead. Man, you ain't said nothing but a word. I was already pretty yeah. much ignoring anything about him, so I had to make it up and make it official. Like, like I said, it's, you don't really hear R. Kelly hits unless you're like at a old school party or wedding. It's rare to hear R. Kelly on the radio anymore. I don't think I've heard R. Kelly on the radio anymore. Minute. What do you think you would do? Like to your point, Conrad. What do you think you would do if you're at that wedding next time? 
because you got hella friends who be getting married. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Austin and Dom. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what, what do you think you would do next time you hear that R. Kelly playing? Man, I really hope that I can, you know, not be able to step out of the liquor zone. Because usually you know when that song comes on, you're drinking. I mean, hey. But, but uh, I mean, I, it's it, it would be for me not to entertain it. I mean, just like I'm trying not to entertain it on my on my uh, rotation on my Spotify. It's the same way I try not to, and I'm hoping the wedding I'm at, shout out to Donald Austin. I doubt they're gonna. Be, I don't think they'll play such music. Yeah. Uh, but it's hey. I, it's like I said, it's very rare. I don't think like. At least with our generation, that that's the number one song. Like, oh, we gotta get R. Kelly on the playlist. I don't think that's the song we're thinking. Like our group, or at least our group of friends that they're who are planning to get married or are getting married. That's something that they're like a song they're like must have on any R. Kelly. And I don't think it's gonna happen with the way he's going down. Man. What would you do? Look, if I'm at a wedding, I'm probably gonna dance. I'm gonna keep it one hundred. But especially I'm never going like right. It's my jail. Look, I'm not perfect. That's what I'm All right, <laughs> kill me. All right, I never claimed to be, <laughs> so I'll probably go and dance. But you never will hear me purposely select out an R. Kelly song again to listen to. That's a good point. That is a good point. And I was thinking, like, how far does this go, like? If we start like okay, hey, we're gonna cancel R. Kelly. This and I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not in any way trying to defend R. Kelly. But do we also is is Chris Brown cool? Like, do we let that go? Do we let Trey Songs go? Do we let like how how deep do we go? Like, and I'm, I'm not, and hey, if we gotta cancel all of them, I ain't bought none of the albums in quite some time. But I'm just wondering, like. Um, kind of when do you set honest. that rule that you don't that hey I'm done with this person to be honest I think it's more of a personal decision and also how big of a fan are you mm-hmm. you know like how Ron was talking about uh, Kanye last last week mm. like mm. even if he even if he is doing what he's doing well in, in order for him to really cancel him out, Kanye has to go out and hurt someone. And that's Ron's oh, personal wow. decision, you know? Conrad, you said he got to hurt somebody? No, I said that. Oh, Ron, no. you said he got to hurt somebody? <laughs> yeah, you remember that? That's Physically what or emotionally or mentally? Basically, it's like, you know, what <laughs> the, the things he's saying is problematic, but you can't point to me and say this person's life is worth because of Kanye right now. Oh, okay. When he gets to that point. Then that's when I will say, okay, yeah, I'm gonna start drawing a line. Are we gonna talk about yeah, so, Kanye Nuts? Right. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm if you just want saying... to, we just go ahead and just get into it. We, we can switch it up and, I, and we'll cover everything before we finish up. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just saying, like, it's just, I feel like that's, those things are calculated and when you are ready to, and, you know, like, I guess, for example, Brian, if you're. Janet did something scandalous. Okay, wait a minute. Right. I won't say scan. I won't say scandalous. I feel like you shouldn't bring her name back up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, not, okay. it's still a deep wound. I'm sorry. Take it. But anyways, if someone, some like your idol <laughs> did something that you're so you know everyone is so 
in uproar about, and you also don't agree with it, you have a different way of deciding what, okay, you know what, you're doing X, Y, Z, but I'm okay. Ain't nothing happening until they do this. And you know what? I'm definitely done with them. So I just think it really does depend on at what level are you a fan or a yeah. stan. That's a good point. But hey, listeners, if you think we're crazy and we're talking shit, if you think we ain't, we are on the right path, saying the right things, if you are our Kelly fan still, and you say, you know what, I'm going to support him, don't email us. If you are tired of hearing about the Cosby stuff and are tired of hearing all this justification, or maybe you have a point where we might not be hitting it and... You just want to say, like, you know, have you thought about it this way or looked at it this hot, this way? Hit us up on whosemanspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, whosemanspodcast. On Instagram, whosemanspodcast. On Facebook, whosemanspodcast page. And we can have a dialogue. You know, we're waiting for y'all to uh, hit us up a little bit. Y'all kind of been quiet. But, yeah. So, Kanye, your boy. Ron. Hey, real real quick, Conrad. Can we can we throw <laughs> something out there? Like, hey, what's up? The 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 first person or the first three people who can give us some feedback on what we just talked about, we'll shout you out on the podcast and we'll read whatever you say out loud. Like, we'll give you some some <laughs> shoutouts for your Twitter, Instagram, whatever you do page. All right, so do it. Hey, blessing on blessings. You know? I'm talking to you. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get it. We want to hear back from y'all. But all right, let's go ahead and jump into it, Conrad. What you got to say? Mm. I just want to say, first of all, I feel like we should take a moment of silence in um, in the name of Ron right. for his heartache <laughs> right now. Um, okay, so. Amen. Oh, that was good. Amen. I kind of got emotional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. I don't, I don't, I, I don't really know where to start with uh, Homeboy. Um, so right now we already, we already talked about last week his, you know, support of Forty Five and all that, and we're like, you know what, you know, it's Kanye. You know, trying to get some support from both sides because he's about to drop some you know songs albums yada 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 well wait conrad we didn't even talk about like it we talked about his support of like 45 supporters and then after we we recorded (laughs) he caught us off guard (laughs) it was like kanye was here listening to us like oh y'all think i'm only going that far wake up wake up (laughs) Like, wake up tomorrow. <laughs> all right, check Twitter. <laughs> he went all the way right. Pun intended. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Kanye's back in the news. Mm. And this time, I don't know how he's going to save himself from this. And granted, um, I, I really don't know. I feel like he was trying to say something. And maybe he misinterpreted his words before they came out of his mouth. I don't know. But to be exact, actually, I feel like Ron should take over this part to explain it because, you know, uh, it's his, it's his, uh, poopy decent. 
Yeah. All right. So I'll try to, I'll break down the timeline as best as I can remember. Cause like, like Conrad has said, it's been a tough week for me. So it was last Tuesday when we recorded, and it was before he had wore that hat. I'm not even going to mention what the hat was. We all know it was. So I think that was Wednesday when he wore it. And since then, he's come out with two songs, or I'm going to say a song and a half. Actually, I'm going to say one song because they're both half songs to me. So the first one was the Lift Yourself, which started off as one of the dopest beats he's done in a while. Man. Definitely got me hyped, thinking, all right, Kanye's back. If this is going to be the music, I'm here for it. <laughs> then he starts coming in with the, oh, y'all ready for this? And I'm like, something just tells me this, this ain't right. He ain't never did this before. <laughs> and instead of so- words and raps, we get that poopity scoop. <laughs> I'm still... <laughs> I just and... wanted you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same part I loved it and I hated it at the same time because yes I was mad that I didn't get an actual song but I loved that he trolled us and like everyone's so hyped to hear my new shit this is what I'm about to give him it was A plus bullshit. troll and a Ron was troll. petty and oh Ron I love petty. it to friends that's why you were pissed off. check it out y'all <laughs> oh, man. I was like this is oh, this is a what is this beat like oh my god this is amazing and then that. I was ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, I was, you all weren't even the only ones that were mad at me. I had like four people mad at me that night for sending them that link. <laughs> so, uh, he drops that. And then a, a couple of days later, he comes out with Ye versus the People, which is a song with him and T.I. that is rumored to have just been recorded this past Thursday. So, I believe it. Based off what they were talking about, I completely believe it because it's all <laughs> based off the recent events. So, again, I say this is another half song because I don't even know how you can call this a song. This sounds like T.I. and Kanye having a conversation where some words happen to rhyme and there's a beat under it. Like, to me, I, I couldn't even really fully get through it. What did y'all think of it? I didn't listen to that second song at all. <laughs> Especially since you warned us. <laughs> so yeah. I, I only, didn't bother to listen. I, only I feel like heard, I owed y'all. Like... I, I chose not to listen to it because I was so upset about Lift Yourself. Lift Yourself. Um, but I heard, like, on Instagram, T.I.'s verse. I was like, oh, this might be cool. But I still never chose to listen to it after you told me it was trash. So. Yeah, like in my opinion, you ain't missing nothing. I've only seen one person say they like it, and this is some random guy on the internet. So, you know, you can't trust random people's opinions. Yeah, or famous people. True. Now, since then, man, I, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> I'm so tired. Like, I'm mad at myself for even being happy that he came back to Twitter because he's making me eat my words. Because every since then, it's just been an onslaught. Since then, he's come back to Twitter to talk about all these different free thinking ideologies and how he's being criticized for being adventurous enough to think differently from everyone. We don't even have to get into all the details. I'm sure y'all heard it by now. But Today, today being Tuesday, because who knows how much more he'll have done by the time this comes out on Thursday. This interview with Charlemagne the God comes out, an interview that he did with TMZ comes out, and he's just continuing to perpetuate his thoughts and try to explain himself and really try to get people insights into his thinking. And to me, it, it sounds like, I mean, I want to say the rants of a madman, but not in the sense of like, somebody who's crazy in a way that people have tried to paint that narrative, like he's lost his mind again, but just someone who's kind of just 
his ego has made him lose touch with reality in the sense of what he can actually accomplish. I think that he thinks way more is being done than what actually is being done, and he doesn't realize that there are way more people who used to be with him and are now against him than there are people who are who were against him and are now with him. So I think he's missing that point. So what do you guys think about all the stuff that's been going on? Um, I will say I didn't want to admit this at first because I didn't want to give him that much, but I'm hurt. And I know we'll talk about it. I mentioned him earlier in the show, uh, Van Lathan of uh, TMZ. I feel like he said it so perfectly. And if people, it's been trending all day on Twitter. I'm sure it'll trend for the rest of the week. But he said it so perfectly. Because I remember when we talked about it last week, I couldn't understand why I was so upset or so annoyed by what Kanye was doing. Because at the end of the day... Kanye don't give a damn what I'm saying or what I care about or Kanye don't care how I feel. Like, he don't care about none of that. But there is a part of me and other people who feel like at some point in our life, Kanye spoke for us. Like, Kanye was the voice in hip-hop that we did not have. Like, we could, we could appreciate the Jay-Z's, we could appreciate the Scarface, we could appreciate all of these other rappers who achieve, like, mainstream fame and were popular, but at the end of the day, we knew that we weren't them. And I've just been so hurt. That's what, that's what it's been, like, hurt over what this man has been saying, because it's like, one, I always knew, like, oh, people always make jokes about the old Kanye, but the truth of the matter is, like, old Kanye represented me, you know? That was me in there. And it's like, since this new Kanye has come along, he's kind of lost some of us, and that has been a bit hurtful. So, before we get into it, that's kind of how I felt, but Conrad, how about you? <clears throat> um... I guess for me, it's just, I don't want to say I'm surprised <coughs> because Kanye has been doing outlandish, out, you know, random things that just don't make sense. Um, and I think what really, I think what really is affecting people and that is because he took this hiatus, you know, to clear his mind and maybe his he he did clear his mind and this is what he truly sees and thinks um but for me i it's i'm not like outlandishly surprised like oh my god kanye saying this crazy stuff because kanye always says crazy stuff um but i don't want to i guess we can just dive right into his uh statements he made today at tmz I didn't get to watch the full video of it. I watched clips in like the end of um, towards the end when uh, the guy from TMZ in the black hoodie kind of stood up and defended for probably a lot of what black people were thinking and wanted to say to Kanye. Well, Conrad, um, just before we get there, like I, <clears throat> since we didn't talk about it last weekend, I mean we couldn't we could not have talked about it because it happened after we recorded. Kanye has come out 
as I mean, and this is no surprise because when he was on tour last year, he talked about the fact that he did not vote in the election, but if he would have voted, he would have voted for Trump. And many people kind of uh, were up in arms about that. Um, but then the, the, you know, things happened with the tour and things happened with Kanye and we weren't sure what was happening with his physical or mental state. Uh, but last week he kind of, I would say doubled down and he posted that, you know, he loved Trump. He posted a picture in the MAGA hat, uh, and I'm saying Trump, I meant 45. You you guys know what I meant. Ron just kind of like pasting you know, copy and paste that into everything that I just said, but, (laughs) okay, but, uh, he talked about that, and he also came out and said, basically, he has love for this man, and they share the same type of dragon blood, is it? I don't know what it was, but he was trying to prove to us that, hey, Trump is just like him, and that's why they agree, and of course, the right or I'll just say the right because I don't even think it's conservatives. I'll I'll just say the right jumped on this and said, hey, this is how you guys should think. This is how everyone should be open. Um, And they start the funny part is and I I, I wish I, I wish Kanye would have this is where I'm like worried about him in a way but I don't know the man so I can't say I'm worried about him but like I I wish he would have shared his opinion on this the fact that the right started to raise money off of what he said I wonder if that was his intention at all I doubt it um but they did raise a lot of money off of him over the weekend um based on the words that he said and even Based on the words that some of the people that supported him, like Chance the Rapper, like some other hip-hop artists out there who, um, I mean, to be fair, are part of the good music family, uh, which is Kanye's group, uh, they were able to raise money based off of their support off of Kanye, not off of their support based on... 45's movement um but nevertheless they're included in that narrative now um so i just wanted to i I just wanted to share that before we kind of talked about what happened this week so i just wanted to put that out there and i think also i mean we can also say that at least for me is a lot of people are getting mad and i think someone tweeted about like you can be you don't you can be black and not be democrat and that's true. I feel Chance. like, okay, it's like you, you can be whatever part. You, it's your choice. Like, you can be black and Republican. That's what you, if you, that's what you feel like, that's what you want to support. That's, do that. I think it's an issue of, I think why it's so hard for people to see Kanye supporting 45 is because of what 45 supports within himself. His ideologies, um, everything about 45 mm-hmm. is negative. There's no positive light when we talk about 45, especially when it comes to minorities. So that's why it's so hard for people to just be like, oh, you know, Kanye's Kanye's supporting this guy because he wants to. It's because of all the negative things attached to him. They're trying to figure out how hard is like, how is this black man seeing, you know, and maybe seeing the good in, in 45 that we don't see. I can't 
I can't speak for him, but I think that's why it's so hard for us to grasp the fact that how are you supporting this guy so fully when you know everything he stands for? I mean, I don't think we have to speak for him in that sense because he's done a pretty good job these past few days basically saying why he supports him. Mm-hmm. And basically basically his stance is that I don't necessarily support everything he does, but the man has good business sense or good business practice. And he thinks that he's opened the door to allow someone like himself to become president. And now what comes along with that are all those negative things that you've mentioned, which I think Kanye likes to conveniently forget how much weight those holds in the public opinion. I think that that's because they don't mean as much to him. He thinks that he can get us to overlook it. And I think that's where one of the biggest disconnects starts between this movement he's trying to create in the public. So what's up with this statement that he made with TMZ, Ron? Like what? The slavery was a choice. Now, yeah. Cause... I, I mean, like I say, with everything that he said so far, I understand what he's trying to say because I I think that I've you know listened to enough of his music and his interviews to really understand some of what he's trying to come up with, but I just don't think it's good. So I think what he was trying to say there is more so on the sense that after a certain time, this, it becomes more of a mindset than it becomes more of a physical mm. presence. So, so I think what he was trying to say is that slavery became more of like, we became slaves not just physically, but also mentally. And we made the choice, quote unquote, to become that way. But I think that's where the big issue in his logic is there. Like it, that's, not, that's not a choice that happens to people. That's something that does happen, but it's because of the breakdown that occurs when you when a group of people has put through such things like that. So I think when he makes statements like those, I get what he's trying to say, and I just think that, one, you can find a better way to say it. Two, maybe you think about it, if it's even worth saying, because when it comes to something like that, that's not even something that's even worth putting out there. Because the time so takes even... <laughs> Go ahead. So it sounds to me really just that if he had just left out choice, do you think it would have been such a big deal? I do. I mean, I I I agree with Ron. Like, I don't. I I I don't totally disagree with what he was trying to say. Right. I disagree with the platform. I disagree with the words he used. I wish it was done in a different like the way like to go on TMZ to go to say the words that he chose. Like it it doesn't. It just, to what we said earlier, it just makes you like a a screen grab or a hot, you know, topic to click on where people can make money off of you. And if you're trying to make this intellectual point, you're not doing it in the right place. You're not doing it even at the right time. And that, I think that's the most frustrating part. It's like, if this is what you feel, and look, let's be clear, many people have, there are many people in history who have shared this, this thought that, hey, you know, why couldn't we get out of slavery earlier, or why did this, you know, why did we stay for so long, and all that stuff, and I know that a lot of people are upset about that way of thinking, maybe, and that, uh, especially now people would question that or almost it's almost like people now will look at those people and say well what the hell were you guys doing as opposed to looking at them in reverence like oh my god those are ancestors who allowed us to be in this place um but that wasn't the right place or time that wasn't the right place or time and i feel like kanye has kind of 
kind of like gotten to the place where he doesn't feel like there's the right place or time for him to share his opinion. He's just going to do it whenever he wants to do it. And I guess we all have to figure out what we, how we're going to accept it at that time. Or that's how he feels. So what's going to happen to Kanye now? Where do we go from here? Yeah, I think that's a great question because we spent a lot of time tonight talking about black men being canceled and when they should have been canceled. So can we I mean, can we can we spread it? Can we drink to one person real quick though? Who's and that? I said his name earlier, Van Lathan. And look, <laughs> I've been I've been uh, this guy's biggest fan for like the fa- the past like five hours because I just learned who he was. I didn't follow the guy on Twitter, Instagram. I subscribed to his podcast. Uh, I think I paid for one of his kids to go to college, but I'm I'm a fan <laughs> of his. Uh, <laughs> and look, I understand the way that this industry works. I'm sure he's going to say something in like the next 48 hours to mess everything up. But for you, know, the, you know they're digging up his old. You know it. You know oh, it, yeah. right? <clears throat> he probably like re. <laughs> He probably wrote that Issa Rae book with her, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is what I appreciated about him, and I'm going to say something here, and I could be wrong, and I, I want people to call me out on this, but uh, if you are a fan of The Breakfast Club, and you, I told you guys last week I've been listening to their podcast, which I think is still amazing because you can listen to their whole show without the commercial breaks and all the music and get their points of view. Uh, but last week when this, when uh, uh, Kanye put on the MAGA red hat and Charlemagne, for his part, look, I get where he was coming from. He already had an interview in the can, which actually came out this week. Um, but he couldn't say all that he wanted to say, and he was trying to defend Kanye in many ways, and people were frustrated with him. That is the frustrating part about media. And that's the frustrating frustrating part about media when it comes to like regular people, because we don't get to see what's happening behind the scenes. We only see what's presented to us, and we only saw what Kanye was presenting to us. And I know, uh, I know for one, I have not had the chance to listen to um, Charlemagne's interview with uh, Kanye, but at the same time, I know that Kanye or that Charlemagne had an opinion on what Kanye was putting out there in the world last week. And the fact that this this black man, Van Lathan, used his opportunity because not many black people work for TMZ. Not many black people have the opportunity to be seen on TV. Not many black people have the opportunity to be seen on camera, and damn sure not many black people have the opportunity to respond to Kanye West when when he's asking you a question and you're actually willing to disagree with him. But he used his platform, he used his opinion to get up there and say what he felt in a way that was so, in my opinion, productive, because... He didn't, he didn't use curse words. He didn't yell. He just straight up said, hey, this is what I don't think you're getting. And it's to me, it's the words that we've all been looking for. And some of us have been uh, successful with saying these words. And there's a lot of us who have not been successful in using these words. But he said 
to Kanye's face what we've all been feeling over the last, well, some people might say it's been the last three, four, or five years, but I'll at least say the last three weeks. Um, and he said it to his face. He did not, like, back down. And he, I actually feel like Kanye listened to him. I mean, hey, I know Kanye been tweeting after it, so who knows? But it just felt so good to see a black man stand up on his platform and say what he thought was the right thing to say in that moment. So that felt good to me. And I think that's one of the first places that Kanye can go is to listen to people like that. So what do you guys think? Well, so what about you guys personally? Where does where do you go with Kanye from here? Are you going to still support? Are you done? Because I know some people who are like, you know what, I don't care what he has to say. I'm not watching interviews. I don't want to hear the album. They're done. Is that where you guys are at? I'll be honest. And, uh, no. I mean, I will be lying said I'm not going to, if I, that I wasn't going to listen to his music. Um, like, I feel like in this aspect, I can separate his um, artistic skills as a musician and as, and as a musical artist and what he thinks. Because a lot of times I feel like we, if you really wanted to go that far, you could have canceled Kanye a while back. I feel like if you, if you, with all his outlandish outbursts and stuff, as a person, you think he's crazy. I don't listen to him, but it's still his opinion. Like, I can't let his opinion affect me that much. Like, he does, Kanye doesn't do anything for me really than make music for me, right? So, his impact on my life is very minute. Um, and I guess for me, since I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Kanye fan, such as Ron would say he is. But I do enjoy his music because I think he he makes great music. So once again, it comes down to your personal opinion of when enough is enough. But I still think that he as a human being has every right to think that way. I can't tell him how he can think or not think. Uh, I mean, I agree, agree with his, his tactics and the way he's doing it. And I feel like I'm just hoping that if, at some point, like today at TMZ when... Um, our uh, black brother stood up to him. That was a stepping stone to him realizing, like, maybe I need to formulate my words better, articulate my words better. Because I, I don't think he's out to like say we're you know against like the black community or mm. you know. I just think his articulation, the way he wants things to be said, may not be coming. Like, I feel like in his head he might know what he wants to say, but once it comes out of his mouth, it's not what he wanted to say. And I think someone said that after he even said that whole thing, he tried to bring it back and say, I shouldn't use the word slavery because people will, you know, say different things. It will bring out the Holocaust or will bring up gen other genocides. So I'll use prison, you know, mental prison. Like that right there, if he really didn't care about anything else, he wouldn't have tried to make it seem a little better than what he was trying to say. So that's why I think, like, he's, I don't know, he just needs to, to, Maybe, like I must keep saying, he wants to articulate what he's trying to say by using a better platform, by, like Brian said, by using, uh, thinking a little bit more before he speaks. And we know Kanye doesn't do that as much. He says what he says. He can just blow up in your face and then two seconds later smile at you whenever he does have a moment of smiling. So you never know what Kanye's going to say. But right now, just based off his two songs he's dropped, I'm a little worried about the music. But it's going to be hard for me to cancel him when Kid Cudi's coming back. Someone who's been who I'm a huge fan of. And 
especially when we're talking about like mental health a lot, I want to see what that project's going to be like, you know? Uh, so for me, I'll, I'll personally say, no, I'm not canceling Kanye off as far as music. Um, I know there's other parts of Kanye just based off his positive vibes and tweets he did when he came out that's still there. Like he can still do that. He can still be uplifting to people. I just think this whole political, whole, I don't even know what to call it. I don't know if it's a, a way to gain more attention so he can pull people in while he's about to drop something. I don't know if it's a, just a fake moment right now or a Kanye moment. I don't know what it is, but I just hope he finds a way to articulate himself in the proper manner so that he can c come back to his the positive Kanye, you know? Um, so that's how I think about it. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, is Kanye... <laughs> <laughs> I was scared to say it, but is Kanye... Kanye still your favorite rapper? Um, yes, he is. All right. Why? And, and I would say this. Up until last Wednesday, I would not tolerate any bad words about Kanye or his music. If you ever said anything negative about him, I would have reacted. But at this point, you can say what you want about Kanye the person, because I can't really defend him, defend him as of late. <laughs> Ron said, forget it, man. I'm tired. <laughs> the, man is, is just, <laughs> I'm tired. the man is just straight up wrong right now. And he's wrong in what he's trying to say, and he's wrong in the way he's saying it, and there's no way I can stand with him right now. But as far as the music goes... Every album he, every song he made from 2004 to 2015, and that includes Jesus, I will not tolerate any slander. So that's where I'm at right now. The music will speak for itself. If this next album ends up being that great, then I'll include it in the list. But otherwise, say what you want. Like when you mentioned the other day, is it okay for us to, uh, on Twitter, is it okay to say cancel Kanye? Fuck it, say what you want. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> I just want to say that's a lot. This is a huge step for Ron. Um, I never thought those words would ever, ever since I've known Ron, I've never think he would ever say something like this. Yeah. So you know it's 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 you know it's real. You know it's heavy. <laughs> and I mean, and you got to you know it's it's interesting since huh? we talked about um, we start off with Bill Cosby, we we went to R. Kelly, and look, nothing that Kanye has said or done ever puts him on the level of those two so by all right we have um the right to cancel um bill cosby and r kelly and say good riddance with them with kanye hey look at the very most he's stated his opinion and if you agree with it you love him if you don't agree with them i feel like you're kind of split because you're like on one end, I'm I'm still a huge fan of his, and I know how great he is. On the other end, it's like he ain't coming back, <laughs> and that's that's the hard part. And I feel like, um, I feel like that was why I was so upset with the uh, "Lift Yourself" song release <laughs> because there was a moment when I pushed play on that song last Friday. There was a small moment, about a 30-second moment, where I said, oh, this motherfucker about to make me, like, <laughs> question everything. He about to make me, like, <laughs> hate him and love him at the same time, and that's not fair. And yet, he, you know, he, <laughs> he said, well, look. <laughs> but still, he I'm still <laughs> has that capability to still make you think. Like I or no or like make you respect the fact that he's a genius, 
Uh, and I, I, I know that. I just can't stand by the man. And that is frustrating. And that's been that way since, I would say, before Jesus. And, and, and Ron, I know that that's an album that a lot of his fans respect. But I just sit back and I remember the rollout for Jesus, where he was comparing himself to Jesus and he was talking about religion in, in, in what I thought was a disrespectful way. And I, I, I never got involved in it. And I was like, this is, who, who is this? Why is he doing this? I, I think one hope that I have is that, and I'm not saying this is what Kanye is going through, but this is something that he has chosen to talk about, is I hope that everything that's happened over the past few years when it comes to Kanye, I hope it sparks like black people believing in therapy and believing in the fact that, hey, you have to go and find help outside of those avenues that you've taken your whole life you got to go out and look for people who can tell you why you're doing things the way you do why you're thinking the way you're thinking so on and so forth so that's my hope throughout this whole thing look Kanye can release the real version of lift yourself tomorrow and i'll be i you know i'll be conflicted but I don't know if I'm ever going back to a Kanye concert. Actually, I know I'm not going back to a Kanye concert until I know he ain't trying to preach for us for half an hour. And I know for sure I'm not. I'm only, uh, whatever he's going to release on Apple Music that I already paid for, I'll listen to that. But outside of that, I'm not, I can't, I can't support Kanye because I don't know. That's just not my guy no more. That's not my guy. That's not who spoke mm-hmm. for me when I was, uh, junior in high school and I didn't know the way and I was wearing backpacks and <laughs> khakis and shit that's not the same guy and I'm not expecting him to be the same guy let me be clear I'm not he got kids and he married and all that and lost his mom and went through a lot of shit that I will never and I don't ever want to go through but at the same time uh the stuff he's living through and preaching about and going through i i just don't understand and i'd rather not support than support and like hate on it so that's my standpoint that's real well all right y'all we're running a little long so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up here so we like again like i kind of said earlier we talked about a lot tonight we want to hear y'all opinions so make sure y'all hit us up and throw some notes to our inbox let us know what y'all thinking like B said earlier, we'll share some of those with the audience, let y'all know. We're going to give y'all some of the shine, too. If y'all got some strong opinions that y'all want to put out there, let's talk about them. Don't be afraid to hit us up at our inbox at Who's Man's. But before we get out of here, we got to make sure we tell y'all about the album of the month for this month. So for May, we, we've we decided that since we all had a turn to pick our album from our own personal favorites collection, we want to give our fans and you guys a chance to share some of your own. What do you like? What do you listen to? And... We want to hear from you guys just as much as we hear from each other. So, for this month, we're choosing an album that was selected by none other than Miss Natural Smiles, my girlfriend Tori. Picked, oh, wow. picked Beyonce's <laughs> Lemonade for us to check out. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's a surprise. <laughs> right? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be the album that we're going to check out. So, just to make it real clear right up front, we will talk a little bit about the movie as well, but we're going to be specifically focused on the music itself. So, if you're going to be checking it out for the first time to join in with us 
we're specifically going to mainly focus on the music. So we do encourage you to listen, look at the movie that went along with it. But just know that if you only have time to ride around and listen to it in the car, that'll be just as good. So make sure throughout the course of the month, y'all listen to it a couple times. Because you really can't listen to it album once and really understand it. you got to listen to it a few times. So make sure y'all play it back. Hit that play button a few times. And we'll catch y'all at the end of the month when we discuss it. If you want to get at us between, between now and then, you can hit us at our inbox at whosmanspodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at whosmans. You can catch us on Facebook as well. If you want to get at me, I'm at TaylorMadeLife on Twitter. B, want to tell me to get at you? Hey, don't at me at God. Just know that <laughs> it's my birthday month. All right, so hey, we out here, May babies. If you ever noticed that the sun was shining brighter, that like that breeze that crosses your face was oh so soft, like that was God. That was God, and that was His <laughs> version of you letting letting uh or Him letting you know, like, hey, I created a great thing uh throughout this month on May fifteenth, so. If you want to send me a gift, you know, you know, send one to your mom instead. All right. I'm good. Uh, If you want to send love, send one to our email. All right. Because we love you, too. And uh, yeah, I love you more than you love yourself. All right. No, 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 no. I love you just as much as you love yourself. I love you. All right. All right. (laughs) Go ahead. But hey, be shot. Are we doing karaoke the weekend before hey, your birthday or hey, after? Or are we doing both? Hey, hey, hey. We might do both, you know? Okay. Why not do it every weekend of my birthday month? I'm sorry. You all can. Right. All right, let me go plan no, something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kyra, send us off uh, some words. Hey, I can catch me at, on Twitter at thatfella underscore Connie, uh, Instagram bigc 22 uh, before I give a little positive message, uh, men out there, um, this is a message to all of us, um, we gotta continue to do better to support our women, mm. to listen to them, um, to love them unconditionally, because we don't wanna be in a situation where, like Brian said, you know, it could be your mother, it could be your sister, and having people doubt their truth. Because that's where it starts uh, with us who truly believe in our women. If they're telling the truth to us, um, women in general, they go through a lot. They have to keep secrets and it's hard enough for them already to go through a traumatic experience. So be bold and speak out for your women as much as you want to, you know, as much as you love them. With that being said, um, B-Shock talked about platforms and using them. And it was crazy because... Today in my devotion, it says something about don't measure your platform by its size, but by its depth and impact. Uh, and that's what, what was his name again from TMZ? I keep forgetting it. Hey, my brother, Dan Latham. Dan Latham used his platform. Um, it was quick. It wasn't, you know, he probably wasn't even really planning to do this. Use his platform to speak his mind, and I'm sure it impacted Mr. West in some way. And that's what it's all about. Um, and another thing, this quote, I'm, it's more of a question or a statement. It's from my family friend at underscore gemstress. Um, she's like a big sister to me, but she said, 
We ask for blessings, be them in forms of ideas or material. And when the universe answers, our attention shifts to keeping them low key because we don't want people to copy, steal, or judge them. What message are we sending to the universe when it responds to blessings this way? What are you doing with your blessings? Are you sharing them? Are you blocking your blessings? Are you being a Lawrence and blocking your blessings? Um, so just think about that. You know, if you have a blessing this week that you can share with someone, are you sharing it? Are you going to give it to someone that maybe it'll better their day? Um, so hope the week is well. It's Tuesday. So be ready for Thursday for this episode to drop. Um, like Brian said, it's the month of May. Just like Brian, I have a birthday this month. So hey. Of course, it's the best. Of course, it's the best month. Um, so hey. Enjoy the sun and don't be a who's mask because we're going to find you. All right, y'all. We out of here. Darnold, you still ain't shit, even if you've been so quiet lately, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it.